Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. What's going on, Anthony? Nothing much, David. How are you? Doing pretty good. About to head on vacation, so uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's good. I, I just I just got off of, I, I got off a mini vacation myself, but uh-huh. things on my end for heat, you know, as we know, and as people yeah, it's gotten busy. Podcast know heat stuff is starting back up soon. So yeah, so let let's start there. We've got um, you know not not a whole lot of news to get to. Um, I, I think it sounded like you were in the same boat just from texting you yesterday about the podcast. Like we're we're kind of excited for basketball again. Like sort of start I think the schedule reveal got me like kind of excited you just like look at some of the matchups and remember some of the teams and some of the players who are playing and just gets you a little, little excited but let's start with um as you said like it's you know like media stuff is starting up again yesterday uh you got to talk to Eric Spolster and Goran you got a couple more guys lined up uh later today right we're, we're recording this on uh Thursday morning um and it just seems like you know I, I think what every team had some media available availability yesterday and we're, we're in the thick of it again, all of a sudden, like it feels like yeah. training. I mean, obviously you're not out of practices, you're not at the facility and stuff, but it like kind of feels like training camp again, but it's just the way it's like the start. It, it like, does it, it kind of has that same sort of feel. Yeah. I mean, mandatory workouts began yesterday. Yes. July one yep. individual workouts still very, yeah, still not training camp. Training camp starts what right. next Wednesday or Next, something like that. Once once teams get to Orlando, to, not to, not Orlando. I'm sorry, to Lake Buena Vista. Lake Buena Vista. You know, yeah, there will be training team team workouts can begin. But right now, still individual workouts, but they're they can be made mandatory. Which basically these are the first mandatory workouts at American Airlines Arena since March. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about that, but um, that's what it is. So starting starting July one, one minute when mandatory workouts were allowed to start. Um, Teams have teams basically have to make guys available now. Yeah, I think at least two. I think the rule is now two, two members of the organization each day. So mm-hmm. yesterday, like you said, we got Eric Spolstra and Goran Dragic, and um, I mean the message was clear. Like I think they were both. They both kind of emphasized how tough this is going to be mentally. I mean, I think everyone across the league has been kind of echoing that statement um, and how they're preparing for it. Like Eric Spolstra was basically said, "We have a week until we leave," and it's really starting to hit home. Um, like, I just realized we're a week away. Um, the fact that they have to leave their families for two, three months, the fact that they're going to be isolated into this bubble, into this weird lifestyle for two, three months, like, it's all starting to hit home, and they're starting, you know, starting to try to mentally prepare for it, but there's only so much you could do. Um, as far as news, um, Derek Jones Jr. Like yeah, still in week, isolation, right? Still in isolation. Uh, Spolstra said he's the only player that's tested positive so far, uh, which is good news for yep. the Heat. Um, Derek seems to be doing well. Last I heard, he's asymptomatic. He's doing so well, I guess, that he's he's participating in in workouts over Zoom. So that's a good sign. Oh yeah. Um, still planning to 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 join the team at Disney. I don't know if he'll be ready to travel July eighth. That's right. So he I, tested I, positive last Tuesday. They they performed the test right when guys returned. Was that right. so? Technically, he would be 14 be, days out by the time they yeah. leave. So it, he potentially could be ready to go when the team leaves. 
It's not out of the question, but he has to be neg- he has to test negative. Right. So yep. I mean, you could not have sent like he didn't have symptoms. You could he could be fine, but not test negative. So yeah. That's what day are they supposed to leave again? The eighth. The eighth. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was originally we heard the ninth, but then it got moved down, moved back to the moved, yeah. I guess forward to the eighth. So, yep. um, I mean, yeah, it's still two weeks out. Like, I mean, it's still two weeks from his positive test, but it's still gonna be. It could be that he has to go separately a few days later. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, the Heat plan to bring seven, all seventeen guys, yeah. which not surprising, but but a good, but that's a good, that's good news for the Heat because a lot, you know some guys have been opting out, some guys have been on the fence about going, but it seems like everybody is on board, even the two way contract guys. Um, so they're gonna have it looks like a full roster, um, and depth will be important. Like having seventeen guys there and really like thirteen who you really can count on to give you good minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an advantage that he'd have, especially when a positive test can keep a guy out for two, three weeks, or you know there might be more injuries than 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 most time just because of the weird circumstances surrounding all this. So um, you know, so far so good for the Heat. Um, but yeah, we still have to monitor Derek, and technically guys can still opt out. So, right. As of now, seventeen guys are going, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, as always, guys can opt out whenever. Pretty much, they could they could get there and decide they're eh, not not for them and back out, but. Uh, I mean, we weren't. I'm, I'm not totally surprised to see the Heat have everyone going. And honestly, like we haven't seen, we still haven't seen really a big name guy opt out. Other than unless you count like some of the injured guys, like like Kyrie obviously not going, and um, you know John Wall theoretically could have maybe gone, but you know not pushing it as he comes off an injury. We we, we still haven't really seen a big name guy yet. Dwight Howard, I guess, is probably like the biggest name out there. Although he hasn't even. Uh, officially yeah. opted out, I don't think. Um, Avery Bradley, not a big name, but an right. important So that was my next point. It's like, yeah, there's some important guys going, and, and just every important guy you lose, I've heard this point made just like a lot this week. It's like, you know, Avery Bradley, he's just Avery Bradley. Like, if you're missing Avery Bradley, like, you can still win a championship, but, like, it's just that extra bit of cushion. Like, now if Alex Caruso gets hurt or gets the coronavirus, like, then the Lakers are in trouble just because you're kind of out of point guards. Um so just you know having the they depth the is waiters, huge. They have the sorry to but they have the end waiters, so true. And JR. Yeah. Two ball handlers. Two guys who like the ball in their hand. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean Dion uh, not to not to change the topic, but Dion is gonna Dion is gonna be he could play a big role here, especially with Avery Bradley out. Yeah. I mean you could have a Dion game in the playoffs, which would be fun to watch. So but yeah, continue your point. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, just the, the depth, the, the, that number 17 guys is big. Like, there's not going to be a lot of teams that brings all 17 guys into the bubble, I don't think. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I would think, well, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say right now, but um, yeah, I think there's going to be teams that are missing. I guess, yeah, I shouldn't say three. not a lot, but I would guess, you know, there will be a yeah. handful of teams, and even good teams, as we say, like the Lakers, who are not, maybe they'll have the full number, but they won't be their 17 guys, right? Like. The Lakers are replacing right. Avery Bradley with Jr., who has not played basketball all year. Like, right, and and, and it's not even just guys opting out; it's injuries. I mean, teams yeah. have injuries. Yeah, that too. With guys unavailable, and the Heat. You know, Myers Leonard was out. It was questionable if he was going to be even ready for the playoffs. You know, before the season was suspended. Tyler Hero just come back from a, a foot injury. Jimmy Butler was dealing with some type of foot injury when the season mm-hmm. was suspended. Everyone's healthy now. Yeah, you know, everyone's ready to go. So. As Eric Spoelstra said yesterday, he's like, I don't want to say it's a silver lining because nothing good came out of what happened. Mm-hmm. But if there's any little silver lining, it's the fact that those guys were able to use that time to get 100%. 
um, because they probably would not have been 100% if things would have gone, you know, as as planned. Right. Should we do our uh, our weekly temperature check, our, our confidence check? Um, because as you noted right before we started, uh, the MLS bubble is underway, and there were a couple of positive tests from uh, some FC Dallas players um, that I, I wouldn't say it's thrown a wrench into the plans yet, but uh, definitely a reason for concern. Where are you at on, uh, let's do it again, what, the start, season starting, season finishing, where are you at? I think I was in an eight last week. Is yeah, that, right? that sounds right. I feel like you were eight for or eight, nine and eight maybe, and we were both kind of in that high eight, yeah. seven, eight, nine range. I think I might have been nine and eight. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say eight and eight. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, 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 no, I'm gonna say nine because they're so far in. I think the season's gonna start. Yeah, they gotta now. At this point, they gotta get there. Yeah, and I'm gonna say seven and a half for end for finishing. I just I don't I. It's it's the NBA is doing everything they can, and if this does not work, I'm not, I, I'm not going to blame the NBA. You know, even though they will be blamed, but they they really try to make this as safe as possible. Like you look at like a, we know I know we talked about baseball last week, and I've heard many people talk about the baseball plan and how like it's kind of crazy to do what they're doing. Um, the NBA is not doing that. Like they're very, yeah. they're being very cautious. Um, but it's not a full foolproof plan. Like. Um, there's going to be guys going in and out of the bubble. Like Adam Silver said this week yeah. and every time, like he's going to be in there for some of the time out for others. And, and this is assuming play all players follow every rule in the book and don't break any rules and don't put themselves at risk. Um, Damian Lillard, I think yesterday said he has very little confidence that guys will be <laughs> follow all the rules. Like, I mean, Steve, I, if, if anyone didn't see the Stephen A. Smith, uh, I don't know if rant is the right word, but his whole uh, tangent about um, NBA players and their uh, needs, I guess we'll say, um, it was pretty pretty gold from a first take, I think, yesterday, maybe. Um, yeah. Um, summing I don't know, it up. I don't, know, I, I don't know if we can get deep into this. I don't know if we can't really get deep into this, but I got an email, and I think other people, other NBA writers got an email yesterday from a... Um, adults website and <laughs> saying that basically they were offering free memberships for NBA coaches and players and a number to call for each player and coach to get their free login info in the bubble. So I, again, I'll just leave that here, <laughs> but it was in response to the Stephen A comments. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just, I, I think it'll, I, I think it's, I would say I'm more, it's more likely to work than not, but I still agree with, with you. Yeah. You, I, I just with the with, with what's going on like with what's going on in Florida and it seems like cases are rising in other parts of the country obviously as well. Um, it's just it's not what we expected, right? Like we we two months ago or a month and a half ago when we heard okay the NBA is going to start in late July, we we're like okay we're in the back end of this thing like we're going to be feeling a little better about things even though it's not going to be totally gone we'll feel a little better but right now I mean the cases are higher than they were in April. So it's just like it's 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 just not what I think everybody envisioned. Uh, what you know, a month and a half ago, right. you saw it was going to come back in late July. Yeah, I'm. So the difference between the NBA and the MLS plan, MLS, what they start next week, I think they start Wednesday, maybe is the first game. Like they're they're getting yeah. right into it, and I don't know what day Dallas showed up, but it was like earlier this week, and the fact that they have four five guys test positive means. 
they like just don't have time to recover pretty much. I mean, maybe they do, like depending when they, they got their coronavirus and, you know, everyone's recovery time is obviously different. But, you know, there's a good chance that they're going to be missing a handful of guys and and that's obviously if it doesn't spread. The NBA is in a position where guys, teams are showing up starting next Tuesday through next Thursday, right? The 7th through the 9th are when teams arrive. And the first games aren't until the 30th, the 30th right? Yeah. So even if you show up on the ninth and test positive that day, that's three weeks. Like the NBA has time. They've done a really good job kind of building in. And it's just like things that when you're just like kind of skimming through the schedule and all these dates seem so far off. And, um, you know, you maybe don't, don't give it much thought of like the, why these ta- dates are the dates. But they've done a really good job, I think, building in um, – kind of that buffer room. Like we said, you know, obviously, like we said, Derek Jones got tested last Tuesday. The teams could start leaving next Tuesday. That gives a guy who tested positive that day, theoretically, the 14 days they need to recover um, and go with the team. If you show up on, uh, or sorry, yeah, yeah, next Tuesday. So if you, if you leave on Thursday, that gives you three weeks still before the first game starts to, um, ideally suppress any outbreak that maybe right. occurs because guys got exposed right before they went into the bubble. Um, so that's why to me, I think, you know, starting this still feels pretty lock ish unless obviously something crazy changes, which is why I think we're at like an eight rather than a nine or, or a 10. Um, finishing is, is still always going to be the challenge, but I, th- I think I'm with you. It's like eight and seven or something, which I feel like is maybe what I had last week too. Um, that, I think that's a, a fair number, fair numbers to put on it. It's kind of crazy that we're they, not not that seven and a half is low or like eight is low, but the fact that we're just uncertain that it's going to be completed, like that's kind of crazy. Yeah, like we're just we just don't know. And again, like you're saying, I know the NBA. Like, if it doesn't, people are going to blame them. But like, at the whole issue with this bubble is that some people think it's way too restrictive, and some people just are not going to think anything is safe, right? Like right. it's, it's an impossible predicament. Um, obviously, you know, you can't like to some people, they would only be satisfied if, if the season got called off. And to some people, they would only be satisfied if you gave them free reign um, and didn't put them in a bubble. And um, I think this splits the difference about as, as well as you can. So um, obviously if it doesn't finish, then they're going to, take some crap for it, but um, I, I think they had a good plan. And all the epidemiologists and everyone has said it, it seems like a pretty good plan, right? Like it's been they, – they've it's not just like the NBA just winging it and flying blind. They're, they're listening to recommendations. They're, you know, we were kind of laughing at how restrictive some of the measures um, they had in place were a couple weeks ago when that plan first surfaced. Um, so like uh, I – I don't think you can blame them for trying and I don't think you can criticize them for like not being cautious enough with anything because if you're going to play, this is the only way to do it. So you're either going to scrap it or you're going to do something like this. And it makes total sense for them to do something like this. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, we've been saying like, it's impossible to get to zero risk. Like there's yeah. going to be risk and Eric Spolcher said it yesterday. Like you have to accept some risk with this. It's just part of it. Um, and we all, we're all having to deal, deal We're all having to deal with that fact. Um, I, I just think the nightmare scenario, other than like an outbreak on a team for the NBA, is a staff member of an right. older yes 
you know, contracting the, the virus and him becoming or him or her becoming seriously ill. Like that's that's the nightmare scenario. And 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 you know, I I think it's hard for the NBA to answer that question right now. Like, what would they do in that in that at that point? Like, would they cancel the season or something? Like, or would they keep going? But you have to think like, what would happen? You know, hopefully it never gets to that point. But what would the NBA do if, God forbid, a staff member becomes seriously ill with this and Maybe there's no outbreak on a team. Maybe the players are fine. Everybody's good. Would they continue the season? Mm-hmm. Would they just move forward, or would they, or would they say we can't? Like this is just not right. Like we have to, we have to cancel this thing. Like I, to me, that's like that is what I worry about. Like, yeah. and that's why I'm, I don't. That's why I'm not at nine or ten for the season being being completed because I think that possibility, unfortunately, still is real. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, I just don't know what the NBA will do. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's all uh, smart. Um, otherwise, I mean, I think you know, you mentioned there's risk with everything. There's risk with everything. There's risk with you know our day to day lives. What was how many players? What was the percentage of NBA players who tested positive? It was like five ish. Yeah, five percent. Yeah. Like, which is which is right. I mean, that's whatever. All the like antibody tests, like in Miami Dade and stuff. Yeah. They estimate five to six percent of Miami Dade residents have antibodies. Like that's uh-huh. the, that's kind of where things stand right now, as far as people who have dealt, who have had the virus in the past whatever three or four months. Yeah, I mean, so living outside the bu- bubble, five probably more than five percent of the NBA has had the coronavirus. Living in the bubble, like it theoretically should be lower, obviously unless it gets contaminated. But like, I I don't necessarily buy that notion. Nec- necessarily that this is at large putting the nba more at risk obviously you know specific cases like you're saying maybe maybe some older staff members who have been more cautious than the general population it's risky for them but just at large like i don't think you're exposing more you're going to be exposed more in this bubble than you were living you know assuming nba players are behaving like the the general population which uh that five percent rate suggests they are um you know we're all taking risks getting exposed every day um so might as well play some basketball while you're doing it (laughs) make some money that's fair fair. and i think i think your point is right i think it will be safer for most of the people in that bubble yes i think it's just the concern of maybe you know has greg popovich been like leaving his house has he been really you know we don't i don't know right now but like he a guy like him or, or another older assistant coach or something like they're the guys who are, who are most at risk, obviously. And that's the NBA needs to be doing everything they can to, to make sure that none of them get sick. Yeah. And not to get, not to spend too much time on this, but, and, and I think it's fair to say, although it's kind of cold to put it like this, but the NBA is not forcing anybody to do anything. Right. The coach doesn't want to go because he feels he's at risk. They don't have to go. And they you would be I mean? like, like a coach who's older than like, because though I, I don't know this for sure. I'm asking kind of, they would get paid, right? Because they're in that at-risk demographic. Like a guy who has a pre-existing medical condition yeah. could opt out and, and get full get fully paid. Like a coach, obviously, is in the same boat. Now, who was the coach that said, like, was it? Um, I don't remember. One of the coaches was like, "That's not really an option." Like I have, I think it was not Dwayne Casey, but was it Alvin Gentry? Alvin Gentry it was Alvin Gentry. Um, it was basically like, you know, they're it's like a false choice. Like I have to go because I'm the coach. And right. if I don't coach, then like, what, what does that mean? Um, for my employment status? But I mean, it is still like 
ultimately a choice, I guess. Yeah. And, I mean, Alvin Gentry is one of the older coaches in the league. I think it's him, Pop, and D'Antoni who are over 65. So, Mm. you know, but everything you hear and read from those guys, like, when Adam Silver had that comment on TNT a few like a month ago, saying basically like they're gonna have to see what 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 they what you know what the protocol is for the older coaches, mm-hmm. they were not happy. Like those those uh, Popovich was not spoken, but D'Antoni and Gentry both came out through the, through right. the media basically said like we want to coach and we don't want the NBA just making that decision for us. Like we want to be there mm-hmm. with our teams, our jobs. Right. So like you could tell they want to do it. Yeah. So, the NBA gave it thought. It's not like they're just for like these forcing these older coaches to, to go into a potentially risky right. situation. Right. It's, it's a personal decision, albeit you are dealing with pressure, I guess, to, to obviously perform your job and you don't want to be the only coach not doing it when 29 other coaches are. So I get that. But at the end of the day, like health is number one. And, mm-hmm. I would hope they make the best decision for themselves, you know. All right. Uh, let's move to some actual basketball. Uh, there are, We got a schedule on Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. Um, and it got me excited for basketball. Let's start by breaking down the Heat's schedule. We don't have to go, like, game by game, pick wins and losses, but just kind of the big picture thoughts. I'll run through it first just to remind both yeah. of us. And the first four games, they're all on national TV also. Um Tips off Saturday, August 1st against the Nuggets. Then Monday, August 3rd against the Raptors. Tuesday, August 4th against Boston. Thursday, August 6th against Milwaukee. August 8th against Phoenix. August 10th against Indiana. August 12th against OKC. August 14th against Indiana. What stands out to you from the schedule? It's hard. It is, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's expected to be hard because, you know, all the eight worst teams in the league are... are You only get one of those... Like non, you only have one non-playoff team in this. Run. Yeah, I, th- I actually think that he, at least, definitely in like the the top teams in the East, like they're the only one with one game against one non-playoff team. Yeah, I think they're be the only team in the league. I have to look that. I have to look that at that again. But they're definitely like, I mean, John Hollinger put together like this little, not a complicated system, but just a, a system to kind of rate each everybody's schedule, and the Heat had the toughest one. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of shows you like. You know, it's it's not going to be easy. They have eight tough games. But again, you don't, I, you know, with that being said, like it's hard to really judge right now because you don't know what teams are going to look like. Yeah. You, don't know, you don't know, like, if Milwaukee's going to sit Giannis a certain game just because they've been out for four months. Like, like, isn't, is he really going to play 40 minutes, 35 minutes a game for eight straight games? Are like, they I locked into the one seed? I, don't even, I haven't, like, looked at the standings. Um, good question. I mean, if they're not locked at the one seed, they're they're, they're very close. They could be, right. uh, like I said, that Bucks game is fourth. They could potentially yeah. be clinched by that. I think. Yeah, I mean, they could easily just put a policy in where Giannis plays every other game. You yeah, know, who knows? Like, we, it's just hard to. It's going to be so different. The circumstances are Bucks so are six and a half deep. up. Yeah, I mean, so what? They need one more win. Yeah, one Raptors. Lost yeah, like, um. So yeah, I, I just it is difficult. Um. You know, Eric Spolster said yesterday, he's like, we that's going to prepare us for the playoffs, which it, it will, you know. But at the end of the day, like, he clinched the playoff spot. So this is all about seeding. And 4-5, yep. there's no difference. So if they fall to 5. Literally no difference now. Yeah, no difference. No home court, obviously. So you just don't want to fall to 6 because I think Boston is a really bad matchup for the Heat. Yeah, it's um, kind of the one uh, team they've struggled with from that top 
six of the East, basically. Yeah, it's just a lot of wing length and um, yeah. I, I just I, I think they, that's not a good matchup for them. So I, I think if you can stay in that four five range, um, they'll be okay. But it's not you know if just based on like what teams look like before this before the shutdown, it's a very hard schedule. Mm-hmm. And I'd not be surprised if like the Heat went four and four or something like that. But again, we don't know what teams are gonna look like, and maybe the Heat get lucky and three of the teams sit their best players and he end up going seven and one. I mean, yeah. who knows? So that's kind of my take on it at this point. Uh, what stands out to me is day games. I'm pumped for Monday afternoon basketball. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I, I, I agree. I, I, it's going to be, it's going to be weird though. When you're like, wake up, you eat breakfast and like in two hours, the game starts. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I was at first I was thinking of it as the substitute for baseball, but I guess we're going to have baseball also going on like yeah because baseball I, I think of as day games like those are those are the most fun games or, or day games um but now yeah. it's gonna be going on at the same time as baseball which is a little weird but um yeah that, that toronto like game is at 1 30 on a monday the bucks game is at 4 p.m on a monday um yeah it's there's it's gonna be kind of weird but kind of fun um also like i said the first four games all on national tv so heater's still a draw even uh in like a more select group of teams in the field. Yeah. And, and how about those two Pacers games? Yeah. So that's kind of the key, right? Like I, I mentioned Phoenix is like the one kind of gimme game on the schedule. Theoretically, those two Indiana games could be, uh, I think is Indiana fifth right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, those could be two huge games uh, at the end there to determine seating, which is like, they're kind of not- like you look at it and there's like the two, you know, like Indiana's kind of boring, but like ultimately those are probably the two most important games on this eight game schedule, even though you play Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee all in a row uh, at one yeah. point. Yeah. I, um, obviously there's that, that rivalry between Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren, but can you imagine <laughs> the Heat facing the Pacers twice? And, and then like, playing them in a, And then playing them in a series, series? right after. Yeah. You could, gonna... pot- you could potentially, if that series went seven, you could potentially play them nine times in ten games. There's going to be a fist fight at the end of that <laughs> series. It's like, that is going to be... That, that'll be I mean, that, that's kind of the series I would like to see just because of, I don't know, it's like old-school Eastern Conference basketball. I know it's not like the most pretty thing to watch, but yeah, I just like the drama. I like the the intensity of it. Um, and, I, and one wild card in all of that is we don't know if Victor Oladipo is going to play. Right. I think he's on the fence with it, so... I mean, it could be, look very different if they don't have a Oladipo. Um, yeah, that, that obviously helps the Heat. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, a reminder that the middle top of the East is really fun. Like, no matter what the matchup we get, let's you know, let's say Milwaukee gets the one, Toronto's up three on Boston. So let's say they get the two, but then that three, four, five, six, Boston, Miami, Indiana, Philly, like any one of those permutations I think would be pretty fun obviously Indiana like I said is probably the least interesting team from the group but um as you were saying that would be a fun matchup as a 4-5 and then obviously it would set up Boston Philly as a 3-6 which would be like probably the I don't know what the west looks like but that would be kind of the signature series of the eastern conference first round I would say yeah I mean Miami Philly would be fun too Miami feel like anyone Miami Boston Miami Philly Philly Boston like whichever one of those two match up is going to be kind of the signature series I think for the east in the first round yeah I, and I don't you know as and as again as Eric Spoelstra said yesterday they're not going to play 
to get a matchup to line up a matchup. Right. But I think if you're the Heat, I think you probably agree with me. The matchup you want out of those teams is Indy. Definitely. Like that's, Definitely. You you don't. No matter what you think about Philadelphia, at least as of what we know about these teams right now, like yeah. we should right. preface that with preface everything yeah, that's with a good that. Point. But I'm just like Philly. I know they've struggled, and some people think they're 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 doomed to lose in the first round. But I just I I I just I'm not a fan of playing that Philly team. I I think they're I they were my pick to come out of the East. I don't know if that's going to happen still this year. Probably not. But I just I'm really high on them. I think. When they're right, when they're healthy, um, they're very good. They're very, very good. So I would not want to see them in the playoffs. All right. Uh, let's wrap things up. I just, I, last night, as I, I sent you the rundown for what we wanted to talk about today, I basically was just – the last few days, really, I've been thinking just like – thinking of what it's going to be like to watch basketball again. Um, not just the Heat but just basketball, period. And not just the games, everything around the games, inside the NBA, all that fun stuff. Highlights on Twitter and, and Instagram. Um, so I figured we could just kind of run through uh, some of the things we are excited to see when basketball gets back. Um, I've got like a list of like three or four things written down and things will probably come to my head as we keep talking. Um, you start. Okay. Uh, number one, and this is kind of crazy because I'm not the kind of guy who like buys into like the hype necessarily of like watching a guy who plays for a maybe bad team, but I'm like weirdly pumped to watch Zion play. Yeah, for sure. And like, that's like number one for me. Yeah. Because I was thinking about this. Um, do you remember his, was it his debut or it was the game where he had like 20 points in the fourth quarter. Do you remember that night? Yeah. Yeah, so, the first game. I remember was it his we first game? We were covering a Heat game, and I didn't see that because I was driving home from the arena as he was going off. So, like, I feel like I kind of missed Zion Mania, and I'm, I'm excited to, like, actually really kind of get to watch him because I don't think he – I don't know if he had another – I'm sure he had another national TV game after that, but that was kind of the signature, like – it's easily his signature moment of his career so far. Um, so I'm excited to watch like a Zion game. I I feel like I missed that chance, and then obviously the season ended really soon after that game, um, or went on went on break really soon after that game. So uh, I feel like I missed something that got everyone else excited. So that, that's number one for me. Uh, number one for me, and that's a good one, David. Well, number one for me will be it's not it's not a per not a player or a specific team, but I'm just looking forward to kind of the unique of these broadcasts like i want to see how like are, are we gonna hear guys talking on the court well wasn't kind of there time? wasn't there talk about putting it on a delay because uh yeah there is but still you're, i mean are you gonna bleep it out then like what, i don't know like you're not gonna cut out or I, I guess they can cut out the sound for that little yeah you do it like the oscars thing. or whatever but i just think it's gonna be so interesting to watch these games i'm really intrigued to see what it looks like um i know i've been talking about like trying to get some fan involvement in the games, like whether fans at home push a button or something's going to be so strange, but to light, like make the light up seats or I don't know what, but I just think it's going to be so different. And you've kind of seen it with like this Korean baseball league and soccer around the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the NBA is just so creative and so innovative that I really am kind of pumped to see what that looks like. Uh, I think it's going to be cool. Um, I alluded to it at the top, but I'm excited for inside the NBA. 
from I mean I don't even know if they're going to be at Disney but I don't know if they're going to be at Disney but just the, that panel being back together talking about yeah. basketball uh, making fun of JaVale McGee or something like that that's what I uh, you, you know cuz it's impossible to watch every game I know some people like in the national NBA media I guess somehow do but like like you can watch inside the NBA every night you can you can pull that off for the most part unless you're out covering like the game that is the late night game uh that like uh either they're at or just causes you to miss it but yeah that they're gonna be a great wrap up to every night and I'm, I'm excited to see that gang back together that's fair that's good I, I, I'm gonna go with uh just LeBron I just yeah think, like this is as everyone has been talking about like LeBron's getting older his window's kind of closing I think we'd all agree um this championship would arguably be the most impressive one. And it's hard to beat that Cleveland one against Golden State, I know, but to win this title under these circumstances, like it could be it could really cement his legacy. I'm not saying people are gonna say he's the GOAT, but it could be one of those accomplishments that that elevate him to maybe even more consideration for that title. And I think he's gonna be like without trying I'm gonna try not to be cliche, but I really think he's gonna be like on a mission. Uh, to to really get this title, so I, I I'm 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 excited to see motivated, like all out effort LeBron. I am excited. Uh, I'll give a Heat one. Um, I am excited for the first Duncan Robinson and or Tyler Hero like three point binge. Like the first, the, fast, yeah. yeah, like the first like quarter where Duncan hits, like, four in a row, or, or Hero has, like, a crazy fourth quarter and scores, like, 15 points. Like, I'm excited for the first one. Three-point shooters. I'm excited to watch three-pointers. Um, and the Heat are honestly, you know, obviously I watch them way more than other teams, so there's, like, just that natural bias. But they are the team that sets up three-pointers, I think, in, like, the most fun way of anyone with, like, coming off screens, and they have so many shooters out there. Um, and Duncan and Tyler are both really deep range as well. Um yeah, you know, their teams obviously shoot more threes than them, but like I don't know, Houston corner threes bore me. But like Miami running guys off screens to get open yeah. threes or, or taking People deep, yeah. yeah, like that. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to watch the Heat offense generate three pointers. Yeah, that Heat offense surprisingly very good. Um, very fun to watch. Like honestly, watch, like the most fun team to watch. I think it's crazy because. Last year they were so, so bad. bad. They, they, okay, I shouldn't say they're the most fun to watch. When they're going right, they're the most fun to watch. Because there are sometimes yeah. when it gets really ugly still. Yeah, when they're firing in all cylinders. I yeah. agree. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the NBA actually does um, in the Department of Social Injustice. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I, I think, like, I, I know there's been talk about guys putting, you know, names uh, on the back of their jerseys or different statements on the back of their jerseys you know instead of their name their last name i guess that's that might not happen now i guess from the last i read like there might be that might fall through um but i know there's also talk about black you know painting black mm-hmm. black lives matter on the court which is which is cool um so i i think i think again the nba is pretty progressive and innovative like i think they're gonna find some unique ways to do this and i'm looking forward to see what that is mm-hmm um, all right. Do you have any others? I've got like one or two I could probably still uh, mention. Um, quickly, uh, you mentioned this, but just day basketball, like just being able to watch basketball yeah. all day. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's like and the NCAA like, tournament. We missed the NCAA tournament, and we'll get like a little, little uh, replacement for it. 
Yeah, and I know you for you it's gonna be the Wizards, right? I mean, you're 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 excited to watch the Wizards. I was the if, if Bradley Beal is there, I'm excited to watch. If he's not, then they don't have Beal, Wall, or Davis Bertans, and uh, they might as well just not show up. Yeah, but if be Beal like, is there, like they'll be pretty fun. I mean, Beal's really good. It, like I think, like secretly one of like the six or seven most fun guys in the league to watch. Uh, I agree. And the Wizards, I mean, they don't have Bertans, like you said, so that kind of limits them a little bit, but they their offense is yeah. like the, their style of play is fun to watch. Yeah, like, Ga- Garrison Matthews will still be there. Uh, the heat, that's like the Heat's worst nightmare. <laughs> the Heat won't want anything to do with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was really excited, like, for a moment there when it looked like John Wall was going to play to see what that Wall-Beal backcourt looked like after, you know, Beal has obviously ascended to another level since Wall uh, went down. Um, but obviously we're going to have to wait till next year to see that. Um, my other, where was my next one? Could I, could I do one more while, while you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with this NBA tip hotline. Like, I, I just think that's going to be <laughs> You're excited for the Woj bombs about it? I mean, I'm not excited to get those, like, reports at 11 o'clock at night that, you know, yeah. a Heat player did this. Like, that's going to be difficult to deal with if that happens but like i just think that whole kind of bubble environment that life and which is going to be documented i'm sure and stuff is going to come out um and if anybody breaks the rules like will they really be have to quarantine for 10 days and it's just going to be really interesting to see the like the nba is full of drama already so it's just going to be another storyline to watch i think that's going to be it's going to be fun. It's like a reality show. It's just really like a big reality show. Yeah, I mean, I think we've, like, said that kind of a couple times. Like, they should figure out some, like, documentary to do, and I'm sure there will be something. Oh, I'm excited uh, for the first Dion Waiters moment. Yeah, that's a good one. We haven't I'm, seen him in a while. And he's going to have to play, right? Like, if he was on the Heat, I wouldn't be able to say that because who knows if he's going to play. But he's going to have to play in, in L.A. probably, unless he's, like, in terrible shape, which is a possibility. I would think he plays, but... Uh, so one of my friends made a good point. He like listed the Lakers rotation, and you can get to eight guys without the um, yeah. And then During the regular can, season, can, he's got to play, I think. But but once the playoffs right. get here, it might he might not. But yeah. and you can make an argument, even though Jr. is I, I don't know, I don't agree with this, but you can make an argument that Jr. is a better fit for them just because he doesn't need the ball. Like he's a smart yeah, yeah, shooter. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he's played with LeBron a lot. Right, and he's played with LeBron a lot, so you could make an argument that Jr. is that ninth guy. So I don't, I mean, but I do think he'll play in the regular season. I, mm-hmm. I do think. Um, I'm also excited to watch uh, Bam. Like he's yeah. he's just one of my favorite guys to watch. Like it's too easy too easy to say uh, like, oh, I'm excited to see Giannis play. Um, well, like me, LeBron. I'm LeBron. To see LeBron play. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's, like, a couple, like, other fringe playoff guys that, like, I'm going to enjoy, you know, because those tend to sometimes be some of the most fun guys to watch because they're trying to do everything by themselves. Like, like I love watching Damian Lillard. Um, and yeah. Who knows if he's going to play, I guess, which is why I don't have him listed. Um, but especially because he's such a great playoff guy. Like, if, and I don't know if you think of this as playoffs right, right away, but, you know, he's got two of the biggest playoff, two of the biggest shots in the playoffs of the last decade, right? Yeah, I think it's fair to say these eight games are playoffs for Portland because yeah, they, they got to win. Yeah, they have to win to to get in. So I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that bottom the bottom of the West is is kind of fun, which obviously is like natural. Like that's why they have four non playoff teams there. 
But obviously I mentioned Zion, I mentioned Dame, you've got John Morant is in that mix. I guess technically Dallas is, but not really. They're seven up um, on Memphis. So You have Buddy Heald, you have DeMar DeRozan. I, I like watching Buddy Heald. He, he falls in yeah. a category of like my dunk. I'm excited for that three-point binge uh, from someone. Um, he, would, he would qualify. I wish the Warriors He's were playing. He's yeah, no, that would be fun. He Buddy Heald is you know I don't know quiet I guess for, for Miami because we don't watch the Kings that much, but he's one of only two guys in the NBA with more threes than Duncan. Like that's yeah. that's kind of crazy. And Duncan was on a historic like tear, um, and Buddy Heald is I think one more three than Duncan at this point. One, one of my favorite college players of like recent history, Buddy Heald. Yeah, he was. He's just he's just a professional scorer. That's what yeah. he is. Except I do remember when they got absolutely destroyed by. Uh, Villanova in the Final Four in his last game. Yeah, yeah I think but, I remember that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not as into college basketball as you, but I, but even I remember that game. <laughs> um, all right, anything else before we finish up here? No, I think that's it. I think we covered a Are lot. Are you excited to watch the Orlando Magic and Brooklyn Nets? Um, uh, no. I mean, That's if, crazy that the I, Wizards, if Beal plays, they're by far the most interesting of that bottom three to I, me. If Brooklyn had Kyrie, right? If they had Kyrie, then it would be a different story. But and obviously, if they had Kyrie or Kevin Durant, like yeah, they'd yeah. Be, be the favorites to come out of the East, like out of nowhere. So, yeah. but yeah, this version of the Nets, no, I'm not excited to watch them. Yeah, Tyler Johnson, though, Tyler Johnson. Oh yeah, I forgot they they just picked they picked him up, right? Yeah, they picked him up. Uh, I think last week. So yeah, we'll be able to watch him. Again. I'm excited to see which random guys that I for, like did not realize got picked up or in the league, like Tyler Johnson. Obviously, Jr. is like a big name one, but there's gonna be a couple more guys, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I mean, we know Dion because we've covered him in his whole saga this whole season. But mm-hmm. just Dion, like you said, if Dion has a big game, it's gonna be like, oh god, Dion, I forgot about him. That's a good addition <laughs> to the Lakers. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's gonna. There's gonna be those moments for sure. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to read Lakers fans on Twitter being excited about someone who's clearly just not as good as they're pretending he is. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I won't. I won't get into that. But yes, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap up there. Um, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Um, are you working on anything right now, or just the day to day basketball's back, kind of right? Yeah, I mean, things are ramping back up. Um, it's going to be, yeah, I mean, we're getting guys regularly now, most days. Um, like we said, the Heat leave for Disney next week. And I think, I mean, if, if once they get to the hotel, they have to quarantine pretty much for twenty like 36 to 48 hours around there um, based on, like, when they get their negative tests and the right. timing of that. But theoretically, if they get to July 8th, they could have their first team practice July 10th. Right. So we're just, like, a week out from that. From yeah. The first team practice. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's here, like it's coming. So, yeah, just, just, we're, just the day to day stuff. It's getting, you know, it's, it's getting busy again. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Uh, I'm about to go on vacation, so I won't be around. We'll, we'll record next week though, still, because obviously, like we said, like this time next week they will be in Orlando. So uh, we're gonna have have a lot to talk about moving forward. Um, but yeah, we'll be back for an episode next week. Um, until then though, um, Anthony, I will uh, talk to you next week. See you next week, David. Enjoy your vacation. Thanks. See ya.